Blog Talk Radio. problems if you hear me out there. Oh, great. It says you're on. Yeah, I know. I know. When I see callers coming. Just shut off the music and just go right to it. I'm trying to. All right. I'm going to go right to the show. If people are out there... Oh, my goodness. My computer's going wacko. I don't know whether it's a combination of the Skype and the phone. Hold on a minute, please. Sorry to do this to y'all. I'm working. Okay. Oh, gosh. All right, I'm going to have to shut down for a minute, and I'll bring you all back on because uh, I have to reboot this. So if you can bear with me, can you bear with me? Of course. Okay, I'm going to shut down for a minute, and I'll be right back. Hold on, people. we still got two hours of show. Okay, I'll be right back. Holding. 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 Hey, whoever called it, if you can hear me, um, please hold on. I see you've been on for two minutes. We'll be right back. Can they hear me while you're gone? I, oh, you're not, well, I don't know, because you're on Skype. I see a 517 number. That's not you? 517? Five, five, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Hold on, let me just talk to whoever it is, see if I can get them. Go ahead. Okay. Go right ahead. Hello? Hello? Yes, um... Who do I have on the air? I actually I have to reboot my system. I'm, I'm, unfortunately, I'm having problems with my Skype. Um, would you mind if I lose you calling back, or did you just want to hear the show? Yeah, I was just calling in to listen because um, I just wanted to call and listen. Oh, that's no problem. Okay, I'm going to put you on hold. Yeah. If I lose you, call right back so you can hear it. Okay, I'm okay. sorry. All right. Okay, thank you. Know okay. I'll tell you one thing. I think you're okay. You just need to go on. That's all. Um, You're fine. Okay. Okay. Well. You're fine. Well, I guess we're gonna forget my music. I can play it at a later time. No. Okay. No, just go wait for the show. Don't. don't okay. Lose. Well, we're we're, right we're, we're on the air. Okay, we're on the air, and this is Peggy Amanisi, the author of Rainbows, Butterflies, and One Last Hug, and welcome to my show, uh, with my co-host coming on, Melissa M, my niece, 
and my other co-host tonight, my special guest and my new friend in this world, <laughs> Liz Carthy. Liz, uh, Liz is the author. Uh, Liz, if you want to mention your book, and we'll go into it and talk about the books and what have you. Um, tell them the name of your book, Liz. It's Whispers from Heaven. Okay, and give us a little bit of the story, Liz, about your life and what you've been through and where you're at now and what have you. Okay. Um, Whispers from Heaven is, uh, actually, it's a book I didn't realize I was even writing. I just was uh, journalizing on a daily basis when I was, um, shortly after I lost Ryan, uh, I had no clue it was ever even going to be a book. I just was putting my... Well, tell them, Liz, let me say, say, tell them, I know who Ryan is, you do. Uh, The listeners don't really know who Ryan is. So if you want to give a little briefing about Ryan and who he is to you. Okay. 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 Ryan is my son. Uh, um, He was eight years old when he died from a cancer called neuroblastoma. Um, That was 15 years ago. Um, I'm 15 years into my process. So um, that's why I'm hoping that even though my book has been a while uh, getting here, um, it took me that long to let go of Ryan again. Oh, Oops, sorry about that. So those, so those that know about uh, letting go of your child, it was like letting go of Ryan again. So it took me a while to actually, I wrote the book probably within the first uh, three to four years after Ryan passed away. And I held on to it, and I held on to it. Um, it was like, you know, I didn't, it was so personal. It was so hard to let go of him in that way, again, to share him with the world, yet I wanted to help other people. You know what I'm saying? But it was like letting go of him again. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm sure you understand what I'm talking about. If you're a grieving parent, you know what it's like. Oh, gosh, yeah. As you know, that... Uh... I'm a grieving parent, grieving parent twice over. Lost my daughter Meg on, mo- on Mother's Day, 2002, at 28. She was a mother of a four and seven year old, and she had cystic fibrosis. And lost my son Mark, 2011, February 2nd, nine months after their father, my husband, um, <clears throat> and uh, also the cystic fibrosis. So I know this story well. So go ahead. Oh, actually, you know what? Let me put you on hold one more second. I'm going to bring our co-host on because I think the board's working now, and I apologize. You know, I'm nine times into the show, but every time I use Skype, I have a problem. So I'm going to bring um, Melissa on, and then we're going to talk a little more, okay? Okay. Bear with me, Liz, all right? No, of course. Of course. All right. Okay, hold on. Hello, Melissa. Hello, Peggy. Could you hear the show at all, Melissa? Were you? Because um, we were having a lot of problems. Because I, I'm doing the Skype thing again. Because uh, of course Liz is coming to us from Florida. But did you? Were you able to hear the show or not before this? In the beginning, it was a little bit low, so I called back in, and then it sounded like the sound was actually better. Did you hear any of the music or not? No, I didn't hear any of the music. Yeah, I don't know. There's something with the Skype and the music, but we won't go into this. But I'd like to introduce you, um, Liz, my 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 soul friend, because we are so much alike. We share so much. Liz, this is my niece Melissa, who's the editor of my book, my co-host on my show, my niece, my uh, um, other daughter. I call her along with some oh, others. Oh, thank you. 
So nice, you know, I just wanted you to meet Liz. Liz, this is Melissa. Melissa, so very nice. I've heard such good things about you. Hi, I've heard so many nice things about you. Well, she, she's very nice to meet you. She nice fits right you. in this family. So, Melissa, I'm going to let uh, Liz take over a little bit and of talk course. to her uh, talk her book, which was from Heaven, and her site that she has on Facebook. And go ahead, Liz, take the show over. Okay. Um, well, I have a uh, Whispers from Heaven author page, which I started um, probably about the same time I published my book. It uh, took me a lot of time, and uh, I don't know. I, I, I shared my book in, like, in its written copy. I mean, I would go, I'm a waitress. I uh, work in a place called Miley's Diner, and um, there would be people who were suffering from grief or whatever, and I would just hand over my raw manuscript. I mean, I can't even tell you. Before it was even published, it probably went to, like, 20 or 30 people, and just because I knew that they go, what are you doing? Why are you holding this back, you know, and why aren't you publishing this? But can I, can unfortunately, I just, that takes a lot of money sometimes. You know, you're not a well-known person. And it's still a piece. You do it. Liz, can I just I have I, no clue. I'm going to intervene just one second, and then I'm going to shut my big mouth. Um, I just want to let people know, just because we wrote books and we are on the bestseller list, um, we're not rich. They make the money. Uh, yeah, we make some. We get uh, quarterly dividends or whatever you want to call them. Uh, right. But we're, we, Liz still works at the, the, play, the place where she works. Molly's Diner. With Molly's Diner. We'll give a plug. Where's Molly's Diner? And you're in Florida, of course. It, I'm in Deerfield Beach. Right. And uh, you also are a baker. And that's something, Melissa, you'd be interested in this. I would. Uh, Listen to this. She she bakes too. Melissa makes specialty cakes, which I, I I think I put a picture on tonight's show. I always try to put up her cakes because she makes them for everything. But Liz, tell tell uh, Melissa a little bit about the the food that you make, the bakery, and then we'll go on with our stories about what the show is about. Okay. Well, actually, I stepped into it because somebody left, and um, of course, I lied a little bit and fudged the truth. But I wanted to bake so bad because I just wanted to do something other than just waiting. On people, I wanted to be able to do something else, and they needed somebody. And guess what? I learned on a job, and now my stuff is flying out the doors. I can't even keep up with it. I learned on the job, and some people go, that stuff looks like it came from a professional baker. I mean, oh, I'm not a, per se. Mm-hmm. Liz, can you hear Melissa? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Okay, because I got the Skype and phone both going, and I'm sorry about this. I'm just... <laughs> I'm just, I'm just the Peggy Sue. We're, so, we're winging it here. We're winging it. You know what? Because Liz and I, we, we met each other. Uh, she's in Florida. I'm in New York, of course. We're both authors. We both love. I'm she's, from New Jersey. And she's a Jersey girl. She's a Jersey girl. Jersey girl. Yeah, I just like New great Jersey. grandpa. I love. I always wanted to live in yeah, Jersey. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Tell her what part. And she lived very close. I think. Your family kind of grew up right near where my my great my great her great grandfather. I lived in Long Branch, New Jersey. Right, but you're well, you were, we were talking earlier because um, I do talk to my my guests, uh, and then I've become friends with all of them. They're all authors. They've all lost children. Uh, most of them, 
uh, except for a couple of the mediums that have come on and whatever, but we've become friends, and they're from all over the country, Chicago, and uh, like David Beck, and and um, uh, my guest last week, um, Dave Kane, and we, you know, most of us have lost kids, and um, we we just have such a bond, and there the communication between our kids since they passed and even before in our lives, we're so connected. But we were talking about, uh, I guess it was your dad, was very close to where my grandfather grew up in Elizabeth. Jersey City. Jersey City, which is right out of the oranges, right? Yes. And Elizabeth, where my grandfather grew up, who I love Jersey, um, grew up in Elizabeth right out of the oranges. And Ringo's New Jersey and that that That's area. That's my namesake. What? Ringo? Elizabeth. Oh, okay. Ringo. <laughs> I thought you were a beetle. Of course, that is not a beetle. <laughs> so I just want to show the show. We got humor too. Just we've lost oh, our yeah. children, and and our heart breaks every day. And everybody thinks that we're always moping. And yeah, we have our times, like the the birthdays, the holidays. And Liz, I'm sure you'll agree that we still are the human aspect of it. And I've talked about it on every show. We miss hugging and kissing the person. But they do show us signs, and we'll get into that a little into the show. Uh, but um, I'm going to let you continue the story and shut my big mouth. <laughs> so go, go, go for it, girlfriend. Well, um, the uh, Whispers from Heaven um, really is exactly what it's saying. I mean, I, because uh, I, I think when Ryan died, um, it went to such a deep place inside of me that and it's such a raw place that I wasn't afraid of anything. I think I just said what I felt. You know what I'm saying? Just because I would dare anybody to say anything Thank different. Thank you, Deborah. I, mean, I, differ. I hate to say that, but no, it's true. Because you don't. You, when you go, when you and I talked about this too, Liz, that once you've lost a, a child, you just—it's not that you don't care. You have experienced the worst experience that life could hand you. Yes, we all lose loved ones. You've lost. You lost a sister at eight years old when she was eight. Like your yeah. son, I've lost a brother and sister when they were older. I've lost the parents, the grandparents. The I lost my husband, even though we were separated. We were together almost 25 years and had four children and many holidays and what have you. And don't think I didn't feel. And within nine months of my son. And but I and Liz will agree with me because we've talked about it because she's my new best friend next to Melissa. Aww. But she is... She shares the same feelings. If you have lost a child, it is the worst of anything you can experience. So you don't, and you know what? Uncensored, Peggy. I'm the Howard Stern at of of radio right now. I don't give a damn. I mean, I don't. I give a damn. I love people, whatever. But you just when you experience the loss of children, it's just such such. A, it rips your soul out, right, Liz? It rips your soul out, and you just there's nothing else, and you're 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 what is it indestructible, you know? You, you, only, you only have you only have a couple ways to go, mm-hmm. you know, when that happens. Do or die. You, know, you can either, you know, which a lot of people we've talked about it, and you know, it's not something that everyone wants to talk about, mm-hmm. and it's not a pleasant subject. But there were, you know, I I felt those feelings myself when my son passed away, and I held his hand as he was taking his last breath on this earth, and only a grieving parent will appreciate what I'm saying. Otherwise, it was going to freak you out, so bear with me. When his eyes were rolling back behind his head and the phone was coming out of his mouth, and I knew my child was leaving this planet and I had a do not resuscitate order, 
that yeah. I signed. Mm-hmm. I too. I I did. I did because. And and the thing is, because I didn't want him to suffer anymore. But the thing is, to hold your child's hand and watch them take their last breath. I don't think there's anything worse. Mm-mm. Worse in this world Mm-mm. that you could put somebody through. No, because you know what, Liz? Like I've said before, and I'm putting in my next book. I watched him take his first breath, and I watched him take his last. And my son did the same thing. He opened his eyes big, looked at me, and I said, you can go now. As much as that hurt, and you know what? I'm human. It upsets me still. As much as that hurt, I had, yeah. to, I had to let him go. You had to. And you know what? I'm sorry, but we're real. We're mothers that have lost kids, and we still hurt. And I'm sorry, but... You know what? No, you don't have to ever be sorry. No, no, but we still cry. We still go through those holidays. The like my poem, the empty chairs. We still want the human side. They showed us. Peggy, Peggy, no, please share that poem tonight. Okay, I will have to get back into the Facebook to do that. I, I don't know if you had seen that. That is such a gorgeous poem. And you know what? I get up like you, Liz, because your book is a lot like mine. And once I read the book. I'm like, oh my God, this is this is my sister. This girl, God has sent her. She is my sister, you know. And our books are very much alike. But especially when I saw your poetry at the end, I get up. I don't know how you do it, Liz, because I think we in all the hours we have talked because you are being like my new best friend, Melissa. <laughs> Melissa, you're still there, right? I am. Yes. Okay, honey. I didn't know. I, I didn't hear you. But anyhow, I um, gosh. You know, oh, sorry, I just got to get myself together. I'm sorry. No, no, you just be yourself. Well, that's Peggy, it. That's what our show is about, is being ourselves, because we yes. know we know other people don't want to hear it, because, number one, we're all afraid of, we're all afraid of our own mortality. But I, I tell you, since I've lost, especially my second son, I'm not. With the signs he shows me, I'm more afraid of being alive. You know, I know I have to be here, because you have two choices, live or die. Right, Liz? I mean, that's our choices. Yes. And we, we've all thought about it, but we have the other kids, and we don't even live for we're ourselves. Gonna, we're going to honor our children. We're going to honor them. Exactly. We don't live for ourselves. We live for others. And, uh, you know, I just went through something this past week. I'm going to say where or what. But people think you're dumb sometimes. I walked into a place, and the first thing I go, here she comes. You know, it's like, you know, I'm not stupid. First of all, I don't even talk about it anymore, but I come in with a smile on my face, and, and I'm like, you know what? You've got the problem with it. I don't. You know what? If you don't believe what I say or Liz says or Dave that was on last week or any of the mediums that bring them through, well, you know what? Free will, baby. I've said it before. That's your thing. You know what? You think we're nuts? Well, I guess there's, there's how many, Liz, we have so many people in our parent groups, and you and I belong to many of them. I mean, we can't all be crazy from the signs. We can't all be crazy when they, they come to us. We can't all be qua- crazy when we have developed as, like, mediums. I, I don't know if it's happened to everyone, but it's happened to an awful lot of us. I mean, we've all – I had my thing since I was nine, but since my children have died, man, I'm, I'm reading other people. I'm, it's just amazing. And Melissa is, too. And um, Melissa was close because Meg, right, Melissa? Yeah. Meg – her cousins, and um, Melissa was, you know, babysat by Meg, and there was a closeness there, and she was like her big sister to her, not only just her cousin. So yeah, I looked up to her always. Yeah, yeah. Can you hear? Can you hear Liz? Can you hear Melissa? 
Yes, I can. Okay, because like I said, I got two things going on here. No, you it, know, it's all good. It's all you good. know, but like I said, this <laughs> is this is the Howard Sternet Sternet blog talk, uncensored, unplugged. You know, and we say what we feel. It's real. It's real life. Exactly. It's, it's and you know, real. we feel what we say, and we say what we feel. So I'm going to let you continue, and then I'll let Melissa talk okay. a little bit, and then we'll all okay. talk and go into So finish your story. Yeah. Okay. First of all, tell I'm me. I'm going to tell you something. I want to share something very, very personal. This is the actual very, very, very first beginning of my book. Okay. Okay? It happened on the day I buried Ryan. I was living in a... Uh, townhouse that had a courtyard and all the kids that played with Ryan. Um, I went out on my porch and at that time I smoked. So I was out there having a cigarette and I'm smoking and I'm looking up at the sky and my family's in there wondering how are we going to, you know, how are we going to deal with her? Yep. You know, is she going to lose her mind? Are we going to have to, you know, I mean, I don't even know what they were thinking because I was just. Mine are still thinking that. Mean. My friends and family are still thinking that. It's like, when's she going to break? Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Hasn't happened. It ain't going to happen. Well, well, you know what? When I went out on the porch, I looked up into the vastness of the sky. And I'm looking up and I'm going, and mind you, I'm on the porch. Mm-hmm. And inside my house is a dresser full of my son's clothing um, that I have not touched. Mm-hmm. And I have, cause, and the dirty clothes, I kept them, too, because I wanted to The smell, them. the smell. They've been there, done that, yep. And I'm out there on the porch, and I'm giving my family a break from me because they're hoarding over me and trying to make sure I'm not going to have a mental breakdown. Mm-hmm. And I'm out on the porch, and I'm looking at the sky, and I go, oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. How am I ever going to relate to you ever again? Oh, my God, Ryan. Yeah. Ryan, yep. I miss you so much. And I don't know how to do this. Please help me, Ryan. Please, Please. help me. There ain't, no book out, and, there ain't no book out there that's going to tell us how to do it. Well, I'll tell you, that was the first words that Ryan ever spoke to me. And I didn't even know I was writing a book. You think I'd give me, I even gave a shit if I was writing a book? Yep. All I was doing uncensored, was uncensored. Out the porch, <laughs> looking up in the sky going, how am I going to do this? Yep. And I'm going to read you one of the first things, the very first thing I ever wrote in my book. Go ahead. And I hope you guys bear with me. No, go ahead, babe. Go ahead. I love you, Liz. I love you, too. I love you, too, too, too. Yeah, we'll get I into that. Too, too, too. Oh, no. I love you, too, too. <laughs> no, she's got the tutus, too. <laughs> okay. Go ahead, Anna. But I want to tell you, when I was looking up at the sky and I asked that question, Ryan came, came to me immediately, and he said, Dear Mommy, I know you're having a hard time adjusting to me not being there, but I just want you to know I'm more there now than ever. I have, it's like you are driving a stick shift, Mommy, and you're in first gear, and I'm in second gear. Woman's awesome. It's just a matter of shifting gears. That's all it is. I'm traveling alongside you. Very true. I'm just in a different place right now. 
In time, you will learn to shift your gears, and you will be with me. Just try and stay in the moment, and I will be there with you. Do not think about it or try to figure it out. Just do it. Be in the moment. You're in a kindergarten now, right? Learning how a new language. And soon you'll be able to communicate more fluently. Everything you're going through is for a reason. <laughs> and I'm afraid that that reason is really only known to you because it is you who is going through it. And someday you will have the full understanding. The place you're at is not timeless as it is for me. It doesn't have any boundaries and it's finite. My day, my dying, was just an advent and that space you call time. Mom, how do you measure time? Can you truly, can it truly be measured? Man has six seconds, hours, days, weeks, months, and years to time. I will always be in your life. People believe someone is born and therefore life has begun, and then they die and life has just ended. How could I ever be apart from you when I'm in your every thought? Therefore, I'm alive. I'm alive in the truest sense of the word. This is you. And do you not, do you not have a desire? You, you know why you don't have a desire to go to my grave? You know why, Ma? Because you know I'm not there. I'm energy now, Mom. I'm just moving faster than you, and because of that speed, you cannot think me. My energy is not bound by flesh or blood or bone. It has a liberty to move in its own will. And all I have to do is think the thought, and I'm there. Mom, can you see how much a part of me you are? This is you writing, yet it is me. This is true because you are me, and I am you. We are separate, yet but very much the same. You have just willed yourself to step aside for a moment. Mom, can you see? I can be part in all of you. This understanding has always been there. You have now just recognized it for the first time. It's just a matter. It's matter, Mom, without substance. Before matter becomes matter, it first has to be a thought. You will know this is me, Mom, because you will hear the truth in it. The very sense of it. You will not be able to deny the very feeling you get down in your soul and in your core. The problem is that it now flies against everything you knew to be your truth before. The truth is a truth until a higher truth be known. Think of it this way, Mom. When I was on earth, I knew your voice of the crowd. I knew that voice because I grew up with it. I was familiar with it. It, too, is with me. I'm saying to you, you know me, Mom. You know my voice. You know my personality and my way of thinking. Remember those times when you just looked at me and I didn't say a word and I heard you? Just like you're hearing me now. You are hearing me thought to thought. The personality is like a fingerprint in the spiritual realm. Mom, let me explain what it's like. Let me tell you about death and heaven. I really do not want you to use the word death. It sounds so final because for you, death was so final concerning me. However, in reality, transition. You are like a baby 
and it goes through transition before it's born. We go into transition before we die. We start to speed up our vibration before we transcend this time and space. Some of this will be hard to understand. Take your time. Evidence, everything you said it would be more and more. Remember when you talked about heaven and I would ask you all those questions? You told me, Ryan, if I could go to a book with the most beautiful pictures of the earth on in it and pick the prettiest, you said heaven is like that, Ryan, but a hundred times more, more beautiful. And you said, thank you, Mom, for believing. It kept me strong and not afraid of dying. Live life to the fullest. Smile and love and be loved. That's the most important. I'm in the greatest place anyone could ever want to be. No more cancer here. It is now all about warm and soft and beautiful things. I miss you, Mom. I miss your big hugs and kisses and your crazy way of being. I just want you to know I am truly with you, and you will learn more as you go along just how much I am with you. Love eternally, Ryan. Oh my gosh, is that beautiful? That's so beautiful. My God, we're all crying here, guys. You know, tonight is. I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's it's about real. You know, as much as I wrote my book, and and Liz and I compared notes, like we were both doing it at the vent, and 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 it took me six, seven years to publish it, not because I couldn't before. Because everything, like everything else in life, is, is que sera, sera. What's meant to be, Connie Francis' song, what's meant to be is meant yes. to be. We all come here with a mission. You know, a lot of you people out there, I'm sure, thinking, oh, these, these two women are whack. You know, it's the morning. It's, the, you know, the twilight zone. We're the twilight zone to most people. But we know we're not. We're, we've moved up to, since our children died, and Liz, I, you and I have talked about it, and I know you'll agree you know, that we are at a different level in life. We've learned the hardest of hardest, the worst God smack you could ever get. And that's losing children and me twice over. You know, I dealt with 30-some years of sick kids. You know, though we've all lost children, you know, people that call on the show, and I have a family member, we lose them. Death is the finale, uh, but there's different ways. You watch Ryan suffer uh, when he got the cancer, I watched Meg. Uh, Meg was born in 73, diagnosed 76. Mark was born in 88. I've watched since 1973 to 2011, most of my life. It was a way of life, watching my kids slowly dying. We're all slowly dying, but suffering at times and, and, and the torment and the, the pain and trying to um, maintain some kind of normalcy in life. And, Liz, uh, and I'm, I'm going to let Melissa intervene in a minute. Um, one part in your book that I read was about when life became so hard for Ryan where he, you know, wanted, all he wanted to do was to ride that bike. And you, like me, sheltered yeah. them at times. And you finally said oh, one God. day, what the hell? <laughs> let him ride it. Let him ride it. Just like I did with Mark with the race car. That was the hardest thing I ever had to do in my life. Yep. Me too with Mark. He would come home with a port in his chest. He would have these balls of IVs. And we talked about our the IVs and the chemo. Because cystic fibrosis is a genetic illness, but it's a, um, what I was told, and I've taught on it, it's a genetic cancer. And it destroys just like cancer does. 
And my son would, would get the little balls and put them in his pocket. I'd hook up the IVs. And he'd get in his car and go to his meets up at uh, where I lived, Cortland Town Center, and race his car for money and for pink slips with IVs in his pockets hooked to him. Liz and I both also discussed today, I didn't know, we had another similar thing where it got to the point where these kids couldn't really eat anymore, Ryan having cancer, Mark having cystic fibrosis, where we had to have special things made by a pharmacist compared, compared to their blood work where we couldn't even feed them through a feeding tube anymore. It had to be plugged into a port, TPN, 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 where it just gave them all the nutrients they need. You have no idea. You think the death was hard? Yes, that was. You have no idea what the whole dying process was. Day and night, 24-7, the hospitalizations, the ambulances, the, the like, mommy, what's going to happen? And trying to comfort and trying to hold your tears back and it, you have no idea, no idea, and I'm not trying to be obnoxious, but you really have no idea. And if this woman, Liz, my friend, now, I feel forever, and I can still sit here and even talk, even talk or communicate with anybody else, we are the furthest thing from insane. Right, Liz? We are the oh. furthest thing from insane. Uh, everyone probably thinks I'm the craziest person they ever met, but you know what they no. say? Yep. You're about this crazy person I ever met. Exactly. And you know what? We got it going on, girl. Because they, we got they it. realize that craziness is for a purpose. Yeah, you know, there's some people that choose, I, I've said this before, and I, I know Melissa, we've talked about it. Some people are just drama queens and choose drama over stupid stuff. We got handed this stuff, this crap, like you said, shit. Now I'm going to say the word, and if I get kicked off the air, whatever. You know, You're I'm a Christian woman, but you know what? We got handed this shit, and we had to deal with the best way we could. We've both been told in, 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 in our grieving groups, because Liz and I both belong to many, right, Liz? And we hear, we hear the same thing from so many people. You know, it's like, get over it. and whatever. I'm going to tell you something, people and family and friends. You don't ever get over a death, especially a child's death. You can sit there till you're blue in the face, until you're blue in the face, and tell us, get over it. Sorry. It don't work that way. All we have is our memories. All we and That's part of our lives. And wiped out one night, and shortly I will try to dig up this poem because I'm hoping not to use, lose the radio station, that I guess you saw it at Christmas, Liz. I didn't realize you saw well, it. Well, it's a good poem, and um, it's a beautiful poem. And it's the truth. It's, 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 I've, I've done some poems, Liz, that I call my tell-off poems. They're not really telling people off, but it's getting to the point. It's like, you yeah. know what, while you're sitting around that table, with your family, don't let me disturb your dinner. That's basically what the poem is about. Because I'm sitting here too with the empty chair, with you know what was just the memories. Don't take those memories from me. Don't say you know. Don't talk about it. Get over it. How much longer are you going to drag it on? It's going till the day I die. Because you know what? I know there's a heaven. I know there's a God, and I know there's a Jesus Christ. And I'm not here to preach to you. I love them all. And I know everything is predestined and planned and whatever, for whatever God's reason. He's the man. He is the man. He's the man. Okay? I'm not here to preach. I'm not going to go on a pulpit. But he's the man. And he makes the decisions. We're not supposed to question it. But you know what? Being a human being, we hurt. We still hurt. I can sit there and counsel. And Liz and I both counsel, right? We counsel other yeah. grieving parents. We, oh, God, we, yeah. we are counselors. We are, we, we're authors, counselors, mothers. 
grieving mothers, but we're out there counseling other parents to help them through it, whether it be through an accident, a murder, uh, uh, cancer, cystic fibrosis, um, whatever the reason. The finale, like I said, is the death of a child. And the that's, death of a child. That's it. That's a finale. Yes. Some of us have it worse. I mean, you know, I can remember... Some well, of, you know what? If you if you talk to a grieving parent, and I have on well, many we, we, occasions... We both do, because we can and, and I get freaked out, because I would be, share my experience, mm-hmm. and, and, um, and I would have... And I have a friend that she's probably going to be calling... Um, and she would say, oh, I think it's almost worse that you had to watch your child suffer. Her, di- her child died in a car accident. Right. And I'm thinking, oh, my God. I'm thinking her thing is worse because at least I had time to say goodbye it to my child. It was sudden. It was sudden. And then you know what? I'm going to tell you something. A year ago, and my, my niece, I love my niece, Sue Costello, you know, uh, she's become your friend. I had no idea until recently that she's friended you. And at at Wayne's funeral, this is after a month after Hurricane Sandy. I'm living in a hotel for six months. Lost, on top of lost two children, watching them suffer. Lost everything I own, pretty much. Almost died at night with another son. We had to be rescued. Water as three feet of water and waves, white caps coming through my house. No BS here. All right, and I was in a hotel and I was sick, but I of course went to my grandnephew's funeral and he died from different circumstances and and I remember Sue saying to me that night Aunt Peg she goes at least you had time to prepare and I'm looking at her like well you know what there's no preparation but I'm thinking from her side of it looking at her Sue my god you know in a way you're right because it was sudden it was a shock but even if you have time to repair uh, uh, prepare um, you're never prepared. You're never prepared to the last breath they take. It ain't over till it's over. Yeah. You're, there's no preparation. I have people say, well, you know what? You knew it was going to happen. You know what? I'm going to tell you something. You know what? Here you go. Okay. Here you go. Uh, uh, we're all going to die. <laughs> we're all we're all going to die. It just, But it's when you lose a child. It just doesn't seem quite right. To, to bury or cremate like I did cremate, of course, Lizzie. Uh, Lizzie, I know you hate that name, but that's my name for you. I love you, baby. And that's my, uh, guess what? That's my name. That's your name. Ask me again. I'll tell you the same. <laughs> <laughs> Liz, I love you. You know that. And I love you too. Yeah, I'm telling you. I really do. I love this woman. We've only known, known each other for, what, a couple of weeks now? We had talked yeah. before in our grieving groups. But we we just have such a connection. But the bottom line, like I said, whether it be losing Ryan to cancer and Megan Mark to cystic or Susie losing her son the way she lost it, the bottom line, the pain is the same. Whether they suffer, they don't suffer, whether it's a shock where, yes, that is a shock, a car accident or uh, an overdose or, or accidental overdose, which happened in his case. Um, and that's your, your doctors when you're hurt pre- prescribing drugs and then ripping them out from you and become you become an addict, okay? Not everybody goes out in the street, you know, like, oh, man, give it, give it to me, man. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't happen with everybody, and not in my nephew's case, at least. You know? And because of his innocence, he... He did. He did what he did because he, he was in hurt. He, he did hurt. what he did because he was hurting. Mm-hmm. He was hurting and became an addict, you know? You know, in, in our own right, we all become addicts uh, some form or way in life, you know? But anyhow, I'm going to stop us a minute, and Liz, we're going to go more about your book, and 
I don't want my poor Melissa sitting here. Melissa, what are you feeling? Melissa, I'm sorry. We <laughs> hope we're not leaving. Oh, no, well, we're not leave. this is important information. Don't worry about it. What do you feel? Okay, Melissa, I mean, you are my, excuse me, a uh, little beer burp because I'm having a beer and she's having a glass of wine because sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Um, Melissa, what are your feelings, not as an outsider, but these were your cousins that passed? Yeah. And your feelings about what you're hearing Liz mother to mother talking about here um and of I course Wayne that... was your, Wayne was your cousin too yeah I was going to say I think that everything that you've been saying you and Liz are very true it's it's hard for you know for me obviously to see it through your eyes but seeing it through a cousin's eyes I feel the pain and the grief that you guys feel and it's really hard to have somebody torn away from you that you dearly love. And it's just really hard to freeze a, t- a moment in time and just have somebody be gone, like vapor. Like, how could this person be in your life and be so prominent and important to you and then just be gone, you know? Um, there was a point, actually, in Liz's preview of her book that I found really interesting that I want to actually touch upon, if I can. Sure. Of course. Um, so this is my favorite quote that I found <laughs> from your book. So you said, it was a long road to get to this place called tomorrow. I do not know if it will happen for you. I do know this, that it can happen. And that's very, very true. I just feel like that quote is so applicable to what we're talking about too, because every single day, I'm sure after you lose a child, seems like it goes on forever and ever, because all you want is your child back in your arms or you know, if they're older, just, you know, give them a hug. You want them there in your life. You don't want them to be taken away from you so soon like that. So I just felt like mm-hmm. that quote just spoke so many measures for me. So yeah, it, I just thought it was beautiful. That is so beautiful that you said that because I'll tell you something about that part of what I wrote. Um, part of that came from when I walked into the grocery store not long after Ryan passed away, and um, I met all the people in my town. They knew Ryan was sick, or they did uh, benefits because he wanted to be a policeman in uh, Long Branch and whatever. So everybody kind of knew about Ryan, and those mm-hmm. that were my friends knew. Did, did you get the public Here I eyes? am. Here I am in a grocery store after Ryan passed away, and there's a woman that approaches me with her children running around her legs, and she got not, she didn't know that Ryan passed away. Imagine me, her coming up to me and going, Liz, how you doing? How's Ryan doing? And I have I've to be the too. one. Yep. I have to be the one. That's you hard. Know, I didn't want someone to tell her that my son passed away because she had two beautiful children running around her legs. And I'm sitting there going, oh, God, why do I have to be the one to tell her? You know what I'm saying? Because, girl, yeah. continue to talk. i got to make a run. I'll be back in one minute. Go ahead. And so when she when she said to me, Ryan, uh, how's Ryan doing? And I go, um, I just want to let you know that um, Ryan passed away, you know, and then he passed away. It might have been only weeks, you know, or whatever. And I yeah. said, and she didn't know what to say. She didn't know what to do. And she, out of just like anybody would say, because they don't know what to say to you, and they want to give you a positive understanding, and they want to say the right thing, but sometimes what they say is not the thing you want to hear, but it's because it comes from their heart. I know yeah. now. 
But I feel like they're trying to do their best to comfort you, but you're right. It's that, just like they, words can't always me, take it away. She said, well, he's in a better place. And I, oh. I, I looked at her. I hate that one. And, and everything inside of me was saying, there's no, no better place than in my arms. Yep. Exactly. And you know what? So, I mean, you feel bad because, you know what? Unfortunately, some people are on the other side of that part of where you're at. In other words, when you're in that beginning phase, you agree, I would hate to be the one that approaches anybody and says something like that because you're ready to get your head mopped off. Well, and can, it's not can because I that we don't understand. Go ahead, honey. Liz, not to inter- intervene, but... You and I have both been in that place before. We've been on the other side. We've had friends that have lost kids and family that has lost children. We we know that place. What do you say? You know, I, I myself hate the puppy dog oh. guys. I hate the puppy dog guys. When I walk into a place and they give you that look, they don't say a word to you. I'd rather you come up and say to me, I'm sorry, and leave it at that. But when you start giving me that look like, like um, okay, I'm going to say quote, unquote, like a grieving parent it's a mental illness. People treat us like we're mentally ill. We're not mentally ill. We have gone through the worst experience you in know, life. Well, what the hell? Unfortunately, you know? yeah, but unfortunately what it is is, um, and it only takes a lot of uh, grief work, and grief is work. And the minute you don't decide that you're going to work it, you're going to be stuck in it, and it's going to be in your ass for the rest of your life. Well, you know, that's what I'm saying. In other words, grief is work. Yep. It takes work. And you can choose to stay wherever you're at. And, you know, you, you know, we've talked before. You know, there's people, I know people, same amount of years down the road as me, in the same place I was 15 years ago because they're not. And you know what I say? Guess what? It's the same. <laughs> they have the right, you know why? Yeah. Nobody gets to tell a grieving parent how to do it. Nope. And even if they, excuse me, even if they, and I don't don't advertise this, even if they decide to take our life, because we've all thought those thoughts. And if any grieving parent hasn't told me they haven't thought that thought, whether it was um, just a fleeting moment, split second, fleeting moment, I never planned it, I never knew it. All I knew was I didn't want to suffer that pain anymore, and I wanted to be... With Ryan, well, and yeah. I, but you know what? I knew if I would be with Ryan, I'd be leaving my other two children yeah, without more me. pain. You know what? And I, you know what? I hate to say the person that has one child, I feel really sorry for them because oh my gosh, they don't even have a reason. Yeah, like Renee, our, our we have a um, I hope Renee actually Renee contacted me yesterday. Her and um. Uh, Shirley want to be guests on the show, which I'm more than glad we we have a. Re- oh, great! Well, we, I love Renee. I don't, and Shirley, they're yeah. beautiful. Well, Renee, her her son was an only child, and Renee contacted. I said, "Of course you're going to be on my show. Are you kidding me? There's there's that's a given." But you know what? Um, we we are having a retreat. Um, a little hideaway. We, we're in Virginia Beach. I'm not going to say where. Where yeah. a bunch of us are going to get together. Well, you can eventually. Of course, you can advertise it eventually. Well, I can, but I, you know, it's kind of our club. <laughs> it's our little vacation away from everything, and being with okay. people that understand us. And it's a week of seminars and 
It's not. An, we have a ten bedroom house. It's not. I'm like trying to tell everybody, my friends, like, I don't know the name of the hotel. It's a ten bedroom. That's because it's a ten bedroom house. Beautiful place. Pool on the ocean. It's going to be motivational speaking with us authors, uh, helping other grieving parents. I think there's like what fifty of us going or something like that. Uh, Liz. Yeah. Close to fifty people. Yeah. Uh, doing our motivational speaking and promoting that. It's, and you know what? Our books ain't making us a penny. I mean, if you knew, I, no. I, I we really, I mean, Liz and I both, actually, we met each other, what, before your, we're around your book coming out, because we both had the same publisher. It cost us. We paid. We paid dearly. Yeah. We paid. We have not made But you know, it's not, not even about the money. It's That's, about... The, the, want word. the word out there. That's the that's what I'm saying. And Melissa, my editor, she hasn't gotten a penny. I haven't received. I'm I'm I can't even tell you how much in debt I'm paying a loan off because of my book being published. Though I've done book signings and and done uh, I get my quarterlies. You haven't gotten your. I mean, she just her book just came out. Ironically, well, well, I, I have birthday. I have quarterlies, but I haven't even invested in them because I just made a major move in my, move in my life, and I'm not really. I really, you know what, I'm, I'm saying the money. whatever is there is like Okay, so Ross, my money's there because it's going to pay off that loan, and once that's paid, it's going to be going into, like you said, we could have do or die. My thing was I started the Cystic Fibrosis and Loving Memory, a Wish Foundation for Kids with Cystic Fibrosis because Make-A-Wish just dropped these kids because they thought they were getting better, not happening. Um, so myself and Denise, uh, also from Florida, and Lori, they've all lost sons with it. Uh, they have daughters with it, still alive. I lost both son and daughter, like you know. I'm not going to go on about it. But we started, we had to do something with this, because I'm going to tell you, up until about a year and after, before Mark died, I knew it was coming. I was doing my best saying, no, it ain't happening. And my boyfriend, Tom, and I at the time, and we, we've parted our ways. I'm not going to go into that, but there's a goodness with him or I wouldn't have been with him. He, exactly. was, he was on suicide watch with me because I told him there's a song by Tammy Cochran, Angels Waiting for Wings, about this girl who's a famous country musician and, and singer wrote this song, and I would sit on my deck and play that, and she would show pictures of the memories of her two brothers waiting for wings uh, that both died of cystic fibrosis. And I would sit out there and cry my eyes out, cry my eyes out. And I'd look at Tom, and I said, if anything happens to Mark, I can't do this again. I'm not doing this again. I didn't give a damn about my other kid. I, of course, gave a damn, but I didn't care. My pain hurt so friggin' much. I just wanted to go with them. I figured the other ones can wing it. And then, you know what? For about five or six weeks after Mark died, Mark kept me going after Meg died because I knew I had another kid with it, so I didn't mourn. I mourned Meg, I bitched, I moaned, whatever, whatever, uncensored, sorry guys, it's a word, okay? I bitched and moaned, okay? I vented, I went to bars, I got loaded, and, and I sat there, because I didn't know what to do. I didn't want to go to shrink or have, what the hell, I'm going to pay somebody who never lost a kid? What the hell is he going to know? You know what I'm saying? But I, exactly. what are the bars? Uh, I just, it was like, now with the books and the show, I can let my words out and let them free flow, Okay? Uh, you know what? Amen. The, amen, sister. Amen. Amen. And I mean that in the truest sense because I love the Lord. And whatever, why he did what he did, he did what he did. And that's the way it is. It is what it is. 
you know. But I was on suicide watch. I know by many. I had people. I went on Facebook uh, after Mark died because he kept me going after Megan. Then it hit me. They're both gone now. And all of a sudden, I got up in the morning. There was no more with cystic fibrosis. And like with, with Ryan, you had the chemo. But I had the chemo that they were doing with him because they do like a chemotherapy with them. And the special meals and the vitamins and the pills and the IVs and the ports and the pick lines and the hospitals and the, the, the yada, 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 yada. All the stuff. All of a sudden, everything stopped. The funeral was over. Everybody went home. I came home to a house with his room sitting there with his trophies from car racing and his clothes. And and I'm like, I don't have to get up this morning to sterilize the equipment, to clean the vest, to start the IVs, to inject the vitamins into the TPM because it had to be done right before you and gave it to them. People, you have no clue. You don't. You have no clue what we went yeah. through. The dying process, yeah, the dying part was hard. The process to it was harder, uh, well, just as hard, not I'm not saying harder, hard, because, and then all of a sudden it stops. And it's not like he got that, what do you call that, munchies, whatever, I forgot that syndrome. Maltrungent syndrome, yeah, there's sickos, sickos out there that cause things. We didn't. Our well, kids had this. Yeah, of we did everything we could, and it was real, and it was day 24 7. By the time 11 o'clock at night, and I would let him go out with the IVs on, and then he'd have to have the TPN when he came home, but I couldn't start until he got home or inject the vitamins. So I had to stay awake to the point that I have to give Tom that. As much as what happened with us, he's like, I was, I was falling into bed at night. I'm like, I can't. I'm so tired, but I got to keep doing this. And I, I got multiple sclerosis. I'm sick myself. I didn't need any uh, stress, but I still did it. You know, I put myself on a pedestal. I did it, you know. Exactly. But I was exhausted. But then one day I got up after the funeral and everybody went home, like I said, and it was like, well, oh, my God, everything stopped. And I have been living cystic fibrosis since six days. Meg was born six days before I turned 20 years old, okay, till Meg was 28 and Mark was 22. So from 1973... To 19, oh, 19, oh, my God, 2011, well, figure the years, 38 years, right? Yeah. That, that was my life. That's what I did. I sterilized equipment, doctors, hospitals. That's all I knew. And, and then, and I read in your book, too, is discovering who am I. I didn't know who I was anymore. You know, people go, hello. Oh, the old, yeah, hello. People, I would say to my boyfriend at the time, uh, the old pig, the new pig, and he used to make fun of me. He goes, oh, what's the old pig, new pig? Because no, there there is there's definitely a new person. The old person is not there anymore. It's an old person with a new understanding of life. Exactly, Melissa. What? If, let me get Melissa on. Melissa, she's here. Yeah, yeah. Please, 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 Melissa. What have you seen? Um, the differences. I mean, you know, I was that crazy, get drunk, peg, we're going through my menopausal breakdown and fun crazy, the life of the party, the family, right? In a way. <laughs> yeah, well, I was crazy. Well, I admit it. I, I admit. It. Okay. I know, but you're you, I respect for you. <laughs> I know you love me, and I love you better. But anyhow, much more. No, but anyhow, listen Same. to me, sweetie. Okay. What have you seen the differences in me? And I, this is Melissa's not only the co-host, the the editor, but she's a very smart girl, and she the things that come out of this girl's mouth, I treasure. So, what have you seen the difference in Ampeg? And you can call okay. me a peg now. We won't go into that. Just <laughs> point. 
Okay. I would say the thing about that privately. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. What I would are we say now? Yes. Now there's more stability. Whereas before, like you said, and it's what you went through was normal. I'm not judging you or saying anything was wrong, oh. but I feel like you were in shock, like any normal parent would be, losing two kids that you dearly loved and took care of for most of your life, and now you've just kind of stable you know what I mean like you're more stable with the things that you do like you can go out and have a drink but you're not out of control like I'm not no I'm not going to get another DUI like I did right but things are just Melissa's going out with me a couple times I have a drink an hour which is legal and I'm a big woman I could probably have two or three but you've seen the difference in me I still have a drink I'm over 21 but I, I do it within the law not only because it's the law of the land because it's the law in my heart. Because I don't want to go out and kill somebody else's kid. Right. You know, I doesn't. Amen. You know. Thank you. You're right. Amen. But the go ahead, Melissa. Was, no, it's okay. <laughs> um, the other thing that I was going to say is um, you become more open to your feelings, which in the beginning, uh-huh. like you would tell us how you felt and things like that, but you wouldn't let it all out. You would kind of hold some of it in because it was personal to you, because it's your children, it's your memories, it's you know, what yeah, you I love, was... your children were your life, you know what I mean? So now through the books, through the poetry, through Facebook and everything else, I get to see more of who you are, whereas mm. when they first passed away, you know, I saw you obviously breaking down because you lost your kids and you were really sad, but I've seen an empowerment within you now that I've never seen uh-huh. before. So for me, that... empowerment, stability, courageousness, <laughs> all these things. So. <laughs> No, dude, yeah. that lady hasn't stopped. You know what? Our <laughs> work. Let me ask you something. Are we going to be uh, inviting people to call? Oh, heck yeah. We have actually. Well, let me, let me, let me the, just tell you one thing. Can I just share one thing sure, before actually, we do that? Be, be honest with you, Liz. We have two other callers right now, and I'm sure many of on the Internet. But, no, no. But they're not hitting Bring one. They're, they're, no, but they're not, no, but they're not, they're not hitting one. So you have to hit one if you want to talk. So nobody wants to talk if they're listening. So I, you know okay. what? I'm gonna, when you say what you're going to say now, and okay. um, it, 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 Melissa's the counselor tonight here. And, and let them know. Thank let you. Them know <laughs> a number if you want to talk, because I know Gail, my friend, wants to talk. I know a lot of people okay. that want to talk. Well, our number to call in is uh, area code 347-838-9201 if you'd like to speak to us. And possibly because, um, Liz, can I say it? Because because yeah, we're we Melissa I and Liz all have a gift right Lizzie yes we have a gift and if you'd like to speak to us um, we're not going to make promises because we're not professional mediums but we do no. have a gift oh by the way Liz before I say anything it's Melissa you will verify this what name did I keep bringing up on all the shows every time somebody guess what Liz, George tell was everywhere <laughs> wait a minute. Okay, yeah. let's and go. guess what? Not only is it George, it's two 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 George. Yes, it was her. It was her. George was coming through for her all the really? time. It was, but she she claimed. I said to her one day, I'm on the phone with her. I think it was our first or second conversation. I said, all of a sudden, yeah. I stopped in the middle. She's yapping like me because we both yap. I said, Lizzie, I love you, Lizzie. I can't I help love you. Too. <laughs> I said, Lizzie, who the hell's George? She and she almost she says, Peg, I have to go get the pens now. 
I have to do it. You see, I have to leave the room. Okay? Yes. Now tell Melissa about George, and Melissa will tell you about George every every session. <laughs> Go ahead. But George, George is a very close family relative who died in January first. My and, husband, on my um, husband's birthday, by the way, January first was my. Uh, birthday. Uh, here we go with the numbers. I didn't know that. And January first, George died on January first. Yeah. And um, he's a very close family friend, and he used to take me and my sister to the casinos, which we love to do. I mean, I was like, what is about those? Ooh, 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 ooh. The sounds of that, those machines. Yeah, wheel of fortune. <laughs> That's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> I love AC. I love AC. Go ahead. <laughs> well, George was hers. It was all these shows, <laughs> and I, I'm i in the middle of a conversation with her and not knowing that she had the medium abilities like us. And I know you people that grew up with me think I'm whack. He said, yeah, she... Oh, George is a big, 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 big part of our she, family. Well, I'm going to say it nicely, Lizzie. She almost crapped herself. She goes, what? <laughs> she almost crapped herself. I think I can say and that really like... The number 222. Two, two, two. That's okay. Her. Get Tell her about 222. Two, two. Melissa, what do you hear this one? 222. Two, two. No, 222 two, two is George's numbers, okay? And Ryan. not only is really? George's number, it's yeah. Ryan's number, because it's Ryan's badge number. Two, two. Tell her about and Ryan's my badge. my birthday number is 2-2. Two, two. Oh, wait a minute. Hear this one. Her birthday is November 11, right? 2-2. Two, 2-2. Two. Two, two. Mark, my son, the numbers, my son died 2-2-11. Two, two, the opposite. Mm-hmm. Mark, reverse of his birthday. Reverse of her birthday. Reverse of her birthday with the 2-2-2s. Two, two, plus, um, what the heck else? Oh, she was born November, eight days before Mark's birthday. Today, I did a little psychic reading on you. Eight, me and Ryan, when he died. Okay, well, we'll get to that. So, what did I say to you today? You know, because, Melissa, you know, sweetheart, when we do readings, it just comes, right? Melissa's very gifted because the the spiritual writing, too, which she didn't even know what she was doing. I said, you do what? I said, oh, my God, all professional. Automatic writing. Automatic writing. Melissa does it, okay? So, what happened was... All of a sudden, I stopped Lizzie today, and I said to her, I said, was your book published in July? She goes, yes. I said, July 27th. Right, Liz? What was yes. your When was your book published? July 27th. And guess your what? mother's birthday. My mother's birthday. I said, well, by the way, it was my mother, and I heard my mother singing, nah, 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 that's stupid. It was my birthday. I, I'm not going to say it was in words, but I the feeling. <laughs> my mother was the thumbing of the nose. Like she, My mom could be a grandma, could be a class. Oh, come on. Yeah, I love it. And Melissa, <laughs> Melissa is identical to my mother. She looks exactly. She's a spitting image. I mean, beyond. Yeah, everyone like, tells me that that I look just like Grandma. And I'm going to tell you something. I heard my mother doing the thumbing of the nose. Like she used to do kidding around and like nanning it like a two year old because she would do that sometimes just to be funny. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, well, of course. And what I tell you, I said, I see my mother. I, actually, I was visioning her going nanning nanning that is stupid. It was my birthday. And I'm like, was your book published July? She says, yes. And I said, 27th. She goes, oh, my God. How did you know that? I said, because my mother's sitting here going, na 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 to me. It's my birthday. Yeah, it's my birthday. <laughs> that's you know, crazy. Look how we talk. There's my no mom way that that's like, just a coincidence, you know? July 27th. And ironically, <laughs> ironically my book got published December 11th, the day your cousin Wayne died. <laughs> I don't know if you knew that, Melissa. No, I the didn't day know that. that. Which was the day 
I just found out I got a call from Aunt Mary and said that Wayne had passed, and that's the day my book got published. So they're all connected. I mean, Wayne's around us. And actually, I had a, one of my last sessions uh, was May of a year ago, and Wayne came through, and then your your cousin Susie and Aunt Mary, my other sister, came down, and I played the CD, and something weird happened at the house. I'm, you know what? We only have 53 minutes left, and there's so much to listen, cover. Listen, before you go there, before we go to the phone, I just want to say one thing, and I'm going to read one passage, only because it's from Ryan's little cousin, Sammy. Sammy's words. You remember this. Can I just say one thing before you do that? My caller last week, the 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 play in the movie that he did, he he uh, Dave uh, Kane was a producer. Wrote a son before he died. Wrote a play about a little girl named Gracie, whose brother's name was Sammy, linked to his son. And then she brings up Sammy, and that's in the beginning of her book. Melissa, this is the 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 connection. This is a forward. This is a well, forward. Okay, go go go. Read that, please. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna shut up again. Yeah. No, this came from, of course, a now mature. Sammy, who now has children. And Sammy's your niece, but, right? And it's my niece. Ryan, Ryan considered my sister's children, because they were close in reference, they were siblings to him. They were not cousins. These were his brothers and his sisters, okay? And that's how they feel about him now, as they raise their own children. Ryan is not a cousin. He is a brother. Okay, and this is his sister who wrote something for college to try to better herself, As a, and she wrote this, and I just want to share you the most beautiful thing from a pure heart, somebody who experienced Ryan. These are Sammy's words. So as I take a deep breath and I reflect back to my childhood, it brings back to me the remembers of my cousin, Ryan Sabron, a very strong and brave young boy who didn't have a chance to follow his dreams. Although Ryan had accomplished a lot in his short life and touched many people along the way, and of course, he didn't know it at the time, at his age of six years old, how long he would live, but somehow he knew he had an understanding he wasn't going to live long, and he wasn't going to beat cancer. That hurt me when I heard it. That's the first time. But I just, I'm going to stop right But Okay, sweetheart. Because I didn't. Bear not remember, uncensored, you can, it's about feelings, honey. This is show is real. And, and that right there does a lot to me. In that, what Ryan, what child at that age would think like that? Children at that age are usually selfish and only think about what they want. They don't think about school and who their friends are and going outside to play with their friends, planning their next adventure, and sometimes getting the occasional scraped knee. Ryan never got it, never right, never got a chance to attend school. He seldom went outside because the occasional scrape on knee was too risky and dangerous. It's break me for Ryan could send him to the hospital for days or even weeks. As time went on, by this, because Ryan knew normal 
and missing out on childhood activities didn't seem to bring him down. I guess you can say he wasn't a child anymore, often making jokes about his sickness to brighten and bring enlightenment and humor to others. Hey, Mom, guess what? I'm not growing up. I'm going up, get it? Was that just one of that was just one of the many things he said? So often people with illness <clears throat> are the ones who see with the bigger smile and the least compliments, complaints rather. While we, the healthy, walk around so gloomy and glum with the most complaints, taking no notice to life changes, we have the opportunities to lead us. I'm sorry, I'm just flipping pages and going along with you guys. Just like I said, I'm censored. Do whatever. Okay. Sometimes we get to grow, we get to catch up in our own everyday living with all pressures and demands we take life for granted. Instead of taking advantage of every moment, this precious time we have on this earth, to accomplish the goals and the dreams we set forth for ourselves, and then in that same thought, fully realizing there are some people who will never be given that chance to see their goals met and their dreams laid out in life's grand scale. Instead, I get to be stuck here with a scar on my heart, watching my cousin, my brothers, perish in front of me. Things like this, this can't be put a band-aid on. No, see the band-aid, the band-aid, Melissa, the band-aid, member. Yeah. And I hope this pain isn't going to go away anytime soon. And I just, I'm going to have to learn to know Ryan in a different way. Ryan battled for cancer with most of his time spent in the hospital. And other than... Sick children his age, maybe even longer and younger, he knew and saw a few of his friends die there. And seeing them being wheeled right past his room, going to the morgue. Yep. Although all of the chemotherapies, the tubes and the pricks and the pokes from needles and countless surgeries, Ryan had goals and dreams. He always kept that sparkle in his eyes. Could you imagine being so contained and limited to what you could do when everything around you feels so hopeless and you still have a vision for what you would want to be when you grow up? Oh, I love you, Ryan. I know, honey. I love you. Sorry. I love you, Ryan. This is this show. Like I said, know that for me was inspirational and that it's influence. No matter what, I will always keep in my head, and this is his cousin talking now, remember the little girl who grew up with this. Just like Melissa. Melissa's my cousin. You can relate, right, Melissa? I can definitely relate. No matter what, keep in my head, and no matter what is going on in my life, I will wake every day Thankful for another chance to live and experience life. The most important thing Ryan has taught me and the many others was to stay strong, even when it seems like 
all hope is faded because it can always be worse. This could have been me on that battle of the cancer field, watching my life unfold itself in front of me. Instead, I got a chance a chance to apply myself and go for my dreams. I have been influenced for the best of my life by an eight-year-old little boy who in his two years was so sick and never gave up the thought of a dream. And he got it. That we, before, before he left this plane, Ryan got it to a lot of special things he before he died, and one of, I'm sorry. It's okay, sweetie. Just take your time. It's okay. You, you see that? I'm losing it in my tears. I'm sorry. It's okay, sweetheart, because you know take it's your all time. about tears. It's God's way of washing our soul. Tears and one God. of those things was when the Make-A-Wish Foundation was sent to see the, he was sent to see the Lion King on Broadway. Ryan also got to meet his favorite actor, Tom Hanks. Oh, my gosh. We've got to talk about that, too. I love Tom Hanks. He is so loved in Forrest Gump and the movie. Ryan took a beautiful picture with Tom Hanks, which is hanging, which is hanging up on my wall. This is uh, Sammy talking now because she has that picture I this, gave this, it to her for now. This is like you, the cousin. And I, I, wake every, I wake up every morning to it. For Ryan... He was still just a little boy. He spent days starting out of staring out of his window at the other children in the complex as they rode their bikes. He asked his mother, Mommy, why can't I ride my bike? And, and his mother replied, because you can get hurt, Ryan. Ryan shouted out, I don't care if I get hurt, Mom. I just want to ride my bike. Like Mark racing the cars. And, yep. And as time went by, Ryan's mother realized maybe he wouldn't survive, so she had to make a choice. The choice was either to allow Ryan to keep crying and begging to just be a kid and to ride his bike, or to take him by the hand and open the basement door and watch Ryan run to his favorite yellow bike with the biggest smile on his face saying, Mommy, Mommy, Mommy really got to ride my bike. And his mother saying, really, 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 Ryan, you can ride your bike. Yep. And with that, Ryan's mom said, ride it like the wind. Ryan's mom knew she had to make a choice for Ryan, no matter what fear she was having. She knew this could be his last ride. Ryan rode that bike all day. And well into the night, even after all the other kids gave up, because those Ryan wasn't a quitter. Those no, were he never gave up. To ride for them, finally, after many many hours, Ryan gave up, and with hopes of riding again another day. But unfortunately, Ryan never got the chance to ride his yellow bike again. I remember so clearly my father getting the call. I didn't even know it, and you got to remember, she was only eight years old. You have to understand. I didn't know what to say. Oh my my father said, but while watching the tears stream down his face, my heart dropped, and I thought to myself, that's it. My cousin was dead. 
oh god no not forever i took it very hard even as a 10 year old and now 14 years later i am reminded of the biggest accomplishments ryan's made before leaving this place his biggest dream of all was becoming a police officer and ryan was taken to the city hall in the long branch he became a police officer and ryan was given a badge number two two and a uniform perfect to his head i think to myself there's nothing I can ever do if I only push myself. If it was Ryan that I that taught me this, I have been given a chance to reach my goals. I have been given a chance at life. Ryan influenced me to strive and never give up because he has done some things in his short little life that not a lot of people get to do in a lifetime. So I know I will never take my chances. I will always take my chances, and I will for, go for my goals, no matter what, while always remembering in my heart that a little boy in a blue, my cousin, my brother, Ryan, riding his bike off into the sunset, and a little piece of me isn't happening with him now. Oh, my God. You're so beautiful. But- Tell Liz how you can relate because you are the cousin I can to- definitely relate because every time that I tell people about my cousins, I always say to them, if you could see how hard it was for them to breathe for a moment, if you could see how they lived their life to the very last second with no fear and just trying to, like, embrace every moment that's possible, that's what I do. I live every second thinking about what would they do, you know what I mean, never taking anything for granted because of what they taught me. uh, You hear me, Liz? And that's, yes, and that's a gift. Yes. Melissa says to me all the time, I've seen what they've gone through, and they have taught me so much. Right, Melissa? Mm -hmm. They definitely have. I don't take anything for granted. People think I'm crazy because I love the little things more than I love the material things. If a kid picks a flower off of the ground, I am so excited because that means that they're giving it to me because they love me. You know what I mean? It's like the little things matter the most. That's what I feel like everyone needs to see in this world more of than just, you know, the material. Brief, but I think it's about teaching and my work, my calling. I'm not a nun. Far from it. I'm not no, no. crazy, but Me neither. I think that Liz and I, as parents, Melissa and Sammy as cousins, mm-hmm. have learned a different way to live and to express our feelings about life to help others that maybe, well, maybe the most haven't gone through the loss of children, to understand life is not about um, the material material things in life. I mean, yeah, we all like them. Come on. We all like to have a boat. They're nice, but they're not everything. You know what I mean? There's so much more to this world. There's so much more. There's so much depth and so many people. You know what? Um, It's like the song Amazing Grace, and and that's my daughter's middle name. And I think that was, wasn't that your sister's name? My my sister's name is Ruthie. Okay. um, Who was Grace? Who was Grace your aunt, right? I have an aunt, Grace. Yes, we I talked have, about Oh, it. my God. Well, I the, have an Aunt Grace. Well, the song Amazing... Uncle Louie, and Aunt Patty, and, my sister, and Aunt Peggy. Well, she has Aunt Peggy, and my sister was Patty. <laughs> so that's... What are you going to hear this? What, my point I'm trying to make, the song, 
It was one of my mother's favorite songs that I I made sure that it got sang. She wanted a melody at her funeral. The song Amazing Grace. Amazing Grace. How sweet. How sweet thou art. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I was lost. And what I'm telling people out there, it's, this is to the general public, about life in general, to people. I was lost, but now I'm found. Right? But now I'm found. Yes. And I think us, uh, God has put us through what we've been put through or allowed to be what we've been put through to teach others that you need to be found. That that we're all lost. We're all lost. We're all lost sheep. You know, but once found, you know, um, if Liz and I can go through the worst of worst. Let me ask you something. Do you have any phone calls waiting for us? Because I know friends to be asking to talk to us. Well, I've got I've got four on the line, but nobody's pressing one, so that means they're just listening. I can try to tune into them. But before we do, I want to hit one more thing, one more subject with you and I. Melissa, is it okay with you? Oh, of course, yeah. please. Okay, badge number 22. That was Ryan's badge he was given. That was Ryan's numbers, just like my son's numbers, or my family's numbers. He was he, buried. Well, he wasn't actually buried with the number because the police officer, Joey Walker, I uh-huh. gave that badge to him out of Ryan's hands in his coffin. Well, I just want to show you the similarities between you and I. Real quick, I'm going to run through the list because as I was reading your book, I was taking notes. Um, it's kind of like the, 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 the last week's show with the number 41 with, with Dave Kane's son. The numbers mean something. Um... The same thing like Melissa to Megan Mark were taught was taught lessons and Melissa tells me time and time again from her cousins Megan Mark, just like cousin Sammy. Okay. And Sam yes. was Sam was a connection to the last week's show too, was the uh, brother that that uh, Dave Kane's um son uh that had passed. Um uh Sammy uh Grace was his sister. And the, what the the movie and the um, the play was about, written before his son died, and Sammy was the brother, so we have a Sammy connection. And no. I'm gonna go. Okay, whatever. I'm gonna go through the, the and we're gonna get to the call. Here and get, guess what? Don't yeah. remember the song for Danielle. What do you mean? Remember, I was talking to you about this because you said it affected you because it was like for your daughter. But, I mean, when I oh, wrote that song for yes, Danielle. Yes, 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 definitely, definitely. We we talked about that uh, the other day. Now, the other thing, uh, what you brought up in your book is a pact between a mother and child. Grief is yes. very personal, though. She has lost Ryan. I've lost Megan Mark. Yes, or we have similarities, but grief is personal. Please do not very. tell us. Family, friends, I'm going to say it one more time. Don't tell us how to do this. We're not going to get over it. I don't care. And I don't, I'm not going to say who said it to me, but it's someone that shouldn't have, really shouldn't have said it, and I'm not going to make the person feel bad. But don't tell me. It's going on 10 years. What, are you going to drag it out another 10 years? That was that made me sick. You know, I understand you hurt, too, because you were very close to the situation, but don't tell me how to do it. They were my children, okay? Um the, and also, you've had the death of a sister at eight years old, and we'll get into that a little bit. And and the other thing I wrote, uh, took notes, I said, who? nobody wants to talk about dying. I don't want to hear about it either, the dying process or grief. 
But you know what? It's real. It happens. It happens to us all, whether it be children, grandparents, brother, sister, whatever. I've, I've lost them all. Okay? Grief is here to stay, my friends. It touches us all. And okay, um, the other thing I want to bring up before, you know, we talked about George, who I've been bringing up on other shows with my psychic abilities, was for you, Liz. It was a very big part of your life. Okay? And the other thing was the birthday, your book came out on my mother's birthday, where my mother came to me and made me say to you, validate that, you validated that, that I did read you, right, Liz? Yes. And yes. You, you almost, she says, Peg, I have to go get the pens now because you almost made me do something on my pants. Okay. Yeah, hello. Thank you very much. You know, thank you very much. Like I said, the number. I really appreciate that, Peggy. No, listen, my friend, it's all good. <laughs> Wait till I come to the state of Virginia Beach, I'm coming down to your house. What do you like uh, it or I don't not? think. Let me tell you something. No, Florida couldn't handle you and me at the same time. Well, I'm going to tell you something. I've been told that many states, my friend. Okay? Yeah, um, uh, yeah hello. Okay. You're talking Real, about Jersey, New York, okay? Or Jersey, New York girls. What, up in here, up in here. Okay. Hello. <laughs> up here from Jersey. Real quick, I want oh, you to Lord. tell the story of any clause, even though they're not pressing one, about Diane, your sister's neck. You cheer that with me today. The dimes with my sister. Yeah, signs. What do you hear this, okay. Melissa? I almost okay. Okay. I almost crap uh, one. Okay. Well, okay. I mean, to not make it a long story, dimes have been signs since my father. Um, when I was a child, we were very poor, so we always, my father always saved dimes. I mean, dimes were like this thing on the top of the shelf that nobody touched. Mm-hmm. In other words, they were precious jewels. Yep. It was a, a uh, like a cookie can, whatever you want to call it, filled with dimes. Coffee okay. can. Coffee, coffee can. Coffee can. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, my father, when he met my mother, before he had all his eight children. Um, Which is something we share because I was one of eight. Snyders. Snyders. Mel- okay, Melissa, i got to tell you something. There were eight, sure. eight of us. I don't know. You know that? Grandma lost the last two, so there were six living, but there were eight of us. Grandma lost the two before they were born, the last two children. So her and I had that. She brought up the name Snyder. Snyder happens to be... Snyder's a restaurant that my father and mother worked in, and and my oldest brother, who was one of eight of us, was uh, born. Um, My mother was a waitress. My father was a cook at the time. Can I just Uh, tell the thing about the Snyder? And after that, he saved dimes. My husband's uncle. Dimes? My husband's uncle was a Snyder, and my children's um, my children, my grandchildren, my my daughter's uh, stepbrother and sister's last name is also Snyder. Another connection. Go with yourself. Go ahead. I'm, I'm sure. And and my father had these like the scars uh, used to come in like glass tubes back in those days. So he would fill them with dimes because that's how he did things. And he would give my mother, say, go buy her Helen. My mother's name was Helen. He'd go, go buy yourself a pretty dress or a pocketbook or, or shoes, whatever. In those days, that whole thing could buy all of that. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I mean, dimes have been my family forever. I mean, you have to understand, dimes have been signed since my father, way before all of us were born. When my father passed away... I happened to be in my 20s. I'm in my mother's bedroom. I'm blow-drying my hair way before Ryan was born. And 
my father has, my mother has a pair of shoes right next to the dresser where I'm right blow drying my hair. And right across the toe of his shoes is three dimes laying right across the, the toe of his shoes. And I'm going, Mommy, Mommy. You know, I'm calling my mother and the mom. And I'm going, she goes, what's the matter, Liz? And I go, well, look at the dimes on Daddy's shoes. What is that? She goes, I don't know. What is that? You know, there's nobody here. I don't do stuff like that. I don't know what that is. And it was three dimes on my father's toe of his shoe. Like somebody laid them there, right? Not who laid them there. That's what I'm saying. There ain't who. Melissa's had that with feathers and and stuff, right, Melissa? Yeah, so definitely had that happen with feathers. But I'm just going to tell you, when I saw the dimes like that, okay, now you have to understand, I haven't had Ryan, I haven't gone through all the experiences that I've had. When Ryan got sick, and was dying in the hospital. When I brought him into the emergency room, he had died three times in the emergency room. They brought him up to the IC, the PICU, the IC PICU. And mm-hmm. my mother, who comes in, who's, she goes, Lizzie, look at the dime on the floor, right underneath where Ryan's head would be if it was on the floor. There's a dime laying there. So, oh my God, oh my God. I don't, you know, I'm think, I'm freaking out. I'm seeing the dime. Okay. The best part is, after Ryan died, I'm, like, um, going on to his, like, birthday, six months, and I'm sitting up in my bedroom, and there's a breeze coming in the bedroom, and I start to shut my window. Now, imagine yourself taking your hands, shutting a window, okay? And imagine somehow a dime falling out of your ceiling and landing on your pointer finger to your thumb, that little fat area right there. And I'm sitting there and going, mean directly out of your ceiling. Okay. Directly out of your ceiling. Hello, out of my out of my ceiling. I'm thinking to myself, okay. What the hell? <laughs> can I use the F word? No. Uh, no. I am effing nuts. Okay? Do I, I don't take drugs. I don't think anything, but you know what? I'm effing nuts because Who's going to believe me when I tell them that a dime just fell out of my ceiling Mm -hmm. and landed on the the fatty part of my thumb and my pointer finger? So I'm standing there with my hands. just so happens my girlfriend moved in with me who needed a place to be, and I needed somebody to help me with the rent. I'm screaming, going, Kimmy, Kimmy. Kimmy, come up here. Come up. And she's running up the stairs like I'm having a heart attack. She's worried about me because she thinks I'm leaving. Because she makes she think I'm committing a suicide. She has no clue what I'm doing up in my bedroom, right? She comes up and she goes, Lizzie, Lizzie, what's the matter? What's the matter? I go, get over here. She goes, what? What? I go, get over here. She goes, what? I go, look at my hand. I didn't move them. What do you see on my hand? She goes, I see a dime. I said, really? You see a dime? Do you really see a dime? Because I just want to know I'm not fucking losing my oh, mind. You said the okay? word. You said the word. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, God, I hope it doesn't burn in the air. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm yes, sorry. I'm sorry. It's a disease. Sorry, Millis. I'm sorry. I'm losing my mind, but can you tell me what you see? And she goes, Liz, there's a dime there. I said, really, Kim? There's a dime there? Okay, from the crazy person that you know that you think I should belong in the loony bin, I'm going to ask you one question. Ask me how it got there. Uh-huh. Ask 
see how they got there. She goes, okay, Lizzie, I'm asking. She goes, I said it fell out of my ceiling. She goes, really, Liz? I just want to let you know I'm moving out today. What do you think about that one, Melissa? I'm moving out. <laughs> but, you know what? When you, we're going to go back to the Diane story, but let's share our, our Tom Hanks story. Your son got to meet Tom Hanks, and I put a picture on today that I stole from you. Don't be mad at me. But, no, of course not. Okay, a week after my son died, I went to see Intuitive Deborah Hanlon, medium in Newburgh. She's fantastic, number five in the country now. Deborah, I love you. You saved my life. You got me to where I am now uh, by bringing the message through to my children and stuff that people didn't know from everybody in my life. To make a long story short, um... Uh, I lost my train of thought. Da, 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 da. MS strikes it. Oh, no, but take a cab to it. Yeah, right? Take the, the highway to hell, right? <laughs> Deborah, um, I, you know what? I really did. I lost the train of thought. This is, you know, this is why it's real. You're that talking was, about the Tom Hanks thing. Oh, the Tom Hanks. Yeah, you're talking the about Tom after, Hanks. <laughs> no, wait, the week after Mark died, the first thing, maybe the second thing, uh, uh, Mark's girlfriend, Kelly O'Brien, her friend Denise Lopez, Colleen, my girlfriend Colleen Simmons, who was with me when, thank you, Colleen, again for being with me through that all when he took his last breath. Anyhow, we're all sitting there, got a reading, and Deborah made the rest of them leave at the reading and walked them out of the room and said, I got to talk to you. Deborah said to me, I know you got a gift. And I'm like, I, I, she didn't know I had a gift. But, and I'm not going to go into what we said or what happened, and I read whatever for her. But one of the things she brought up in the session was, in the beginning, was what's up with Mark looking like, reminds me of Tom Hanks. And I'm like, Mark doesn't look like Tom Hanks. Mark was blonde, blue-green-eyed. But I'm like, oh, crap. It hit me that my friend, John Paul, who passed a couple years ago, was my paper boy, bartender years later, friend. Okay, make a long, just click that off. I hear it ringing. Okay, I turned all my goes. Yeah, no, no, sorry, sorry. That's okay. Okay, what happened was, she says, Mark reminds me of a young Tom Hanks, and all of a sudden hit me. Mark was about four years old. My friend John Paul, God rest him, uh, needed to get his glasses fixed. He had no right to White Plains, New York. I said, I'll take you down. I took Mark with me. And, Melissa, I'm going to say it right. It was F-A-O Schwartz. Am I right? Yes, F-A-O Schwartz. Yes. Yeah, I, I, good girl. I, 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 I'm there. I'm, I'm, I'm Ryan's make well, well, let me tell you something. I kept calling FAOW Schwartz. I'm thinking of Woolworths back in that day. I was laughing. What happened? Was, the reason she saw Tom Hanks is because John Paul, there's a $750 tiger, and he goes, "Make your mother buy that for you." I said, "You know, I'm doing you a favor, pal." I said, "Now I'm going to buy them. I had some money, but I didn't have $750 for the giraffe that Mark wanted." Next thing you know. John Paul and Mark, at four years old, got on the piano, like in the movie Big, and started dancing on the keys like Tom Hanks. So when I saw, I got chills right now, and that means the kids are with me, because there's angels touching me. And you know what? Angels are separate entities. Our kids are up there with the angels, but they're not like angels, angels. Angels are different entities. But anyhow. Of course. But anyhow, when I saw the picture right before the show, because she never put it on before, with Tom Hanks, I said, Oh, crap, another link between the 22 and the Grace and the Snyder and the, and, 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 and I said, Tom Hanks, that's it, man. 
That's it. These kids are together just like my show last week with Dave Kane and the 41 and the 22 with the song and the carousel, which I've been playing for my songs when I started songs going on my thing called Carousel, and the carousel was a big thing that was with his son. So we're all interlinked. Okay, that's the bottom line. And I'm going to grab some callers here. You know, if you don't want to be Please on... Please do. Okay, I'm going to grab them. I'm not sure if they want to be on, but I'm going to grab this one here. Great. Okay, okay, hold on one second. Go ahead, baby. Okay. Hello, caller. Did you want to be on the air, or are you just listening? <coughs> Hello? <coughs> Hello? Hello? <coughs> That was weird. Did you hear that? It sounded weird. I so they were hitting something. <laughs> Again. Good. Hello, listener. Oh, hold on. Hello, listener. Did you want to uh, ask any questions or contribute? No. I'm going to put you back on hold because I'm not hearing anything. So I don't know what's go going on. Go to somebody else. Go ahead. Okay. We have a few callers Yeah, there. take another caller. Okay. Hold on. My... Hello, listener. Did you just call in, or did you want to talk to us? Hello. Hello. Yes. Hello. How can I? Help? Did you want to talk to us, sir? Yes. Okay. Yes. What's your name? Okay. My name's Kathy. Um, I belong to several grieving groups that Shirley Tripp Johnson and Renee Hogan Blythe belong to. I lost my only daughter. Um, she passed Kathy, away in 2009. I, where are you from, Kathy? I'm from Michigan. Okay, Kathy, go ahead. You can ask questions okay. or maybe possibly because um, you've got three mediums here to get a reading. We don't know yet, but right. we'll see. Melissa, get your pad out. So <laughs> okay, go I ahead, just, honey. I just, I, okay, I just want to tell Liz and Peggy, both of you, I'm very sorry for the loss of your children. Thank you, sweetheart. Um, Thank you. My daughter, Thank you. You're welcome. My daughter, Autumn, she was my only child. She passed in 2009. I was with her when she passed. She had a... We didn't find out it was undetected. Thank you. She had an aortal arch aneurysm, also known as Takiatsu arteritis. It's named after a Japanese doctor. Um, right. It was in. Anyway, she was only I was a nurse. I was a former nurse. I have my own nursing business, so, but I'm not familiar, okay. familiar with that. Okay, well, maybe we'll do it later. Um, yep. She was the sweetest, compassionate, most compassionate child I ever knew. She taught me more than I could have ever taught her in her short life. Well, um, what was her name, sweetheart? Autumn, A-U-T-U-M-N, Ilona, I-L-O-N-A. Um, can I ask you, so, how old was she, like nine? Fourteen. Okay. Did she get sick around nine? Uh, more than likely, yes, because it took them years to detect. I was taking her, when she was born, um, I had a lot of health problems. I had blood clots. I ended up having to have a bypass in my groin, and the only thing that kept me going was her. At 15 you months... Toxemia during the pregnancy? Pardon? Did you have toxemia during the pregnancy, a high blood pressure? No, I didn't toxemia? have toxemia. No, I did not, but I had a 10-centimeter um, fibroid tumor that they couldn't find, and it dissipated okay. after the pregnancy, and I had problems with that. That's usually um, the nurse... Endometriosis, you know, something to do with endometriosis. Okay. Then at, at okay. 15 months, she developed um, juvenile rheumatoid arthritis, 
and it was systemic. Mm-hmm. Right. So over the years, um, she supposedly went into remission before kindergarten, and around eighth grade, she started swelling here and there and everything, and I thought that her arthritis had come back. So we took mm-hmm. her back to the doctors. Long story short, um, she was at the same her pediatrician and the hospital where her rheumatologist was, there was no communication at all. And by the time mm-hmm. she finally, um, the aneurysm was big to where it was poking out through her ribs, you know, um, and it was 10 days before she passed. Aorta or was it off Pardon? the aorta? It was, was it an aorta? aorta? Yeah, yes, yeah, that's aorta what it was an aortal arch aneurysm, and it was descending. It was under the heart, not above. Can I ask you something? Because I'm, I'm starting to feel a reading here. Who's Catherine? Um, I'm Kathy. Oh, jeez. I, oh, I didn't even think of No, yeah. okay. I'm feeling <laughs> Kathy. Yeah, you have a grandmother. Were you named after your grandmother? No. I have nobody in my family with that name, and I was only named Kathy, not Catherine or Kathleen. But your name is Catherine. No, my name is Kathy. My legal name okay, is Kathy. Okay, okay. I'm feeling Catherine, and I'm feeling um, Rochelle Shelley. Shelley, who's Shelley? Rochelle Shelley? Um, a friend of Autumn's at school. She, her friend was... One of her friends was Shelley. Okay, okay. Okay, guys, here we go. Okay, you got yeah. three mediums here. Melissa, Melissa does the, um, what do you call that writing again? Because like, we're not really. Automatic writing. Automatic. Melissa, what are you feeling here? <laughs> are you doing the writing? I don't have anything yet. I'm sorry, Beck. <laughs> I need okay, a I'm. Okay, I'm seeing, um, oh, my God, I'm seeing the butterflies. Your do- was your daughter obsessed with butterflies, or did yeah. she like the outdoors? She loved butterflies, right? She loved right? the outdoors. She liked butterflies. She loved hummingbirds. But cats were her yeah, very, very that. favorite and animal. Coming to you, she's showing you such. When did she die? Um, what year? Uh, 2009. Okay. I'm seeing, <clears throat> I'm seeing butterflies coming around you. Uh, maybe some birds, but you're seeing butterflies like... I think family members have also seen. Oh my God, this is strong tonight, man. She's really coming to me. Uh, I'm going with my bad self here. Okay. I have um, butterfly bushes in my backyard. Flies coming around you, and she's letting you know, like my daughter Meg, when she died in 2002, that was one of the first signs to me that butterflies are like following you, and that's what I want to explain to people. It's they're not the butterfly. They're not coming to you as a butterfly. They're manipulating them. The angels work with them, okay, and they come through with signs through um, through animals and and nature and what have you. But you've seen the butterflies hovering around you for no reason whatsoever, like abnormally, right? Yes, well, I have several butterfly bushes, and I have hibiscus everywhere. Okay, okay, I'm seeing purple, purple. Well, purple. What's, what's with the purple? Yep. Hibiscus. Purple's bushes. your color, right? Yes. It's your favorite color, right? Well, my favorite color is purple. Yes. Okay, 
I'm seeing. Hey, Liz, what do you think? Here I go. <laughs> uh, no, I'm letting you go. I'm gonna I'm go gonna with come my in, but I'm letting Okay, you go with I'm you. I'm seeing the butterflies. I'm seeing the color purple. Uh, you know what? It's kind of funny because I'm seeing Oprah Winfrey, and that she was in the color purple. So I'm seeing purple. I'm seeing color purple around you. I'm seeing the butterflies. I'm seeing your daughter. Um, okay, and uh, and you, and you just understand. I'm 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 a different kind oh, of medium. I'm yeah. intuitive. I don't always see things. In no, I don't either. I don't either. I, don't, I I just talk a lot of times. I channel. Yep. They channel through me. But and now, I, right now, I'm seeing. I'm seeing the butterflies. I'm, I'm letting you finish. Okay. Okay. I'm 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 feeling. I'm feeling the butterflies. I saw the color purple. I named her friend I, Rochelle, Shelly, I, I, Shelly, Shelly, Shelly. This is weird. I, this is weird. Shelly was her friend, right? Yes, not a best friend, but her friend. Okay, but she was a friend. She was in her life. Okay. Lillian, who's Lillian? Lily, 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 Lillian. Lily. Was that a flower that your Lily. mother liked? Um, or uh, uh, the Easter lily? Or is something to do with Easter? Could be. When did your daughter die? April, May, March? No, October. October 19th? October 7th. Okay, that's my my mother. Actually, my stepmother-in-law's birthday. Because earlier today we were talking, right, Liz, about October nineteenth. We're trying to figure yeah. the connection. Yeah. Okay, October seventh is my my stepmother-in-law's uh, birthday. Okay, what is going on around Easter? What happened around Easter? When did you, when did your daughter? When was her birthday? And when is her, her day day to death? Her birthday is February twenty seventh. Day before my son. Okay. And my son her, was just. Her, that date was, um, like you said, October. October seventh, two thousand nine. Okay, all right. Okay, well, I picked up on the butterfly. I, I picked up with her friend. Go ahead, go ahead, Melissa. Go, go. She's because we're all working together here. Go ahead, Melissa. Yes. May. Um, yes. Go ahead. Go ahead. What are you feeling? Keep, <laughs> the only thing I keep thinking is um, the name Andy, which I don't know. Yes. Yes. Okay. Does that yes. ring a bell? Yes, her best friend is Andrea. Okay. Oh, she goes by okay. Andy. Okay, and so we got the friends the going. Friends, yep. Okay. Melissa and I have the same psychic ability on the same level because we get the same signs. Go ahead. I feel my reading is coming quick. Melissa, do it, do it, do it. All right, the only other thing I was going to say, does somebody in your family have diabetes because I feel like insulin? Yes. It's bottles well, of insulin? Mm. Um, my parents control theirs by diet. I think my sister takes injections, but it's it's not full blown diabetes. Okay. Parents and sisters. It's right? that one. It's that one where they advertise where you can be careful and you can lose weight from it because she's lost weight and she looks awesome now. She's thinner than me. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Is it a human insulin? Human insulin, right? Yes. Did she okay. have a favorite okay. necklace that she wore by any chance? Did she what? Have a favorite necklace that you wore all the time? Yeah, I'm seeing. I'm seeing. Uh, you know what? Right now. Was it? Did I'm it have a the, name um, or what? like a monogram or something on it? Like a what? Or a I'm monogram? seeing a dragonfly. Did it has like Dragon... her name or like a monogram or something on it? Dragonfly. Okay. I'm telling you. What about dragonfly? What about the dragonfly? What's up with that? That's probably me, Peg. <laughs> no, I know you, but no, I'm feeling it My with her. My uncle's dragonfly. No, I know, but I'm feeling it with this one. I, I really, Kathy, I'm feeling dragonfly around you. What's that mean? 
I'm not sure. We have dragonflies outside a lot in the summertime. I okay, don't know. do me a favor, whatever we tell you, because I've done this when I go to meetings because I can't read myself, write it down six months from now, I'm like, holy crap, she's right. Something with a dragonfly. And I'm seeing something with jewelry and the dragonfly with a yeah, pearl. Yeah, I'm seeing a necklace, but I'm not seeing a dragonfly. Pearl. What's up with the pearl? Who's got the pearl necklace, the pearl ring? Um... I might. Ha- I don't. I have a pearl necklace, but I never ever wear it. It doesn't matter. You still got it, right? Oh, yeah. You still got it. <laughs> Not everybody has a pearl necklace, okay? Because you don't like because it's ugly, right? <laughs> right. Exactly. You don't really like pearls. Yeah. No. Okay. Thank you. There. But I'm seeing it. I'm a modern singing. girl. Come on. Go <laughs> ahead, uh, uh. Liz. What are you feeling, hon? Um, I'm I'm listening and I'm taking it all in and um. Because everybody reads people differently, yep. whether they see signs or whatever. I'm in more of an intuitive reader, mm-hmm. and I feel something, not even about signs. It's about uh, what I'm feeling coming across in your voice and your soul. Um, the thing I would tell you is that... Um, Trust what you're hearing inside of you because sometimes you doubt what you're hearing. Nursing, I'm hearing. Nur- I'm hearing nursing with her. What's up with the nursing? Did you want to be a nurse? Are you a nurse? Somebody around you a nurse? No, I want. I just quit my job because oh, so I worked at a school where my daughter went to school, and I was custodian. And where we had her funeral at the school is where we had her graduation, and she wasn't there for her graduation, and mm-hmm. it was too much, and uh-huh. I had to quit. And now I'm trying to get into, um, like, nursing homes taking care of older people. Nursing, that's what I'm telling you. That's why I'm here in nursing, remember? I just I, said nursing. I, yep, nursing. I don't have a degree in that, but I, I just want to be, you know, uh, like maybe going a, in a, going, I was a nurse. I was a nurse. Hello, hello. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Liz. I, this is crazy because it's coming to all of us. No, boom, boom, boom. because you interrupted me. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you did. You were interrupted. Don't bitch slap me. Saying. Don't bitch slap me. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Okay. Now, the thing is, um, like I said, I don't see things like other people see, you know, with butterflies or this or that. I see things from my own perspective, my own understanding, okay? okay. And what I'm thinking about you is that um, you're looking for understandings and you're looking for uh, signs, but the thing is, something has already told you something. You know what I'm saying? You've already been told something. And... The thing is, you're searching outside of that understanding because you don't believe that you actually have that understanding. In other words, your your child has come to you because you, you have to understand, they are your baby. They are your child. They are you. You and are them. The thing, I, and I don't mean to say anything about any kind of person who's insensitive or medium or whatever. Screw all that. Yep. I want to tell you something. Your baby will speak to you. You don't need any of us to tell you what your baby is saying to you. But the thing is, you have you know to be what? able to... 
please, and depending on where your your belief system is, whether where you are in your grief process, it all depends on where you're at in that process. How far along are you in your process? 2009, um, right? Pardon? Five years. You're five uh, years since your daughter. Four and a half years, and um, I know she's not coming back. And um, you know what? She's I, not coming back. She's coming back in the physical sense. She's all around you, just like Liz's son Ryan and my daughter and son Megan Mark. They're around us, just different. And I hate that word, but they are. Right. We can't give them the. But they're around you, and you know what, Liz? Don't get mad at me. They are showing you signs, but you don't. You are questioning it. You're like, yeah. what, what the hell? Well, well that's what, and that's what Liz is saying, and I feel it. That she's she's around you. I'm seeing dragonflies, butterflies, 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 and I never. I'm sorry. I, I, oh my God! Um, you're right about that. I'm seeing somewhere over the rainbow. What about the rainbows? What about yeah. the rainbows? She's drawn many pictures of rainbows. She's drawn stars many pictures. Stars? You know, I drew yeah. a rainbow stars. today, too. <laughs> um, and okay. she's drawn, she always drew pictures of kitty angels. Okay, like cherubs. Cherubs. No, like real cats, angels. Oh, kitty cat, like cat, catty. Uh-huh. Okay. Yes. All right. You know what? I think the three of us are really, we're really tuning into you, girlfriend, because you didn't press one, but I picked you up anyhow. And I, you know, you know I what? Was pressing one, I was pressing one through the whole show, and it wouldn't take. I'm on my cell phone. Oh, I don't my know gosh. That. I got the phone going. You know what? But que sera, sera Connie Francis. We're going we're gonna to figure it out. You know, Liz is going to come back on more shows because, you know what, we didn't even touch on half the things we're going to talk about. We actually got about four minutes left to the show, Lizzie. Yeah, believe this girlfriend. Okay. Yep, and yep. and Kathy, <laughs> I welcome you to come back because I feel your daughter's presence really close. I think okay. actually I have a feeling tonight, uh it's not power suggestion. I think you're gonna have this dream and you know what, I'm gonna explain something about yeah. dreams. Dreams are visitations. Some of them. When you yeah. have a dream and it's scary and monsters and whatever, that's a dream. That's stupid crap, okay? And uncensored Peggy Howard Sternet here. Okay, but when you have a dream, like I, I did last night, I don't remember it, but I know they came to me. They come to you, and it's like real, and you're celebrating or whatever. She, tonight, I, tonight she's coming to you, I, and I... And let me just tell you something go ahead. before we get cut off. Yep. Your daughter had a special way of kissing you. She had she a what? She kissed you in a way that always will let you know it's her. It was like, yes. not right on your cheek. Like under your cheek. Like the, what we do, what we do, Liz. Mwah. Does she do that? Did yeah. she do that? But she, always. No, always. It, was, it was like not like on the cheek. It was like in her neck, but under her neck. Did she do that? Mm, yeah, yeah. We blew kisses all the time, and I would always kiss her on the bridge of her nose. I'd make her turn her head sideways. Okay, like that's, that's it. That's how, it. how did she kiss you? She kissed me head on on the face. Um, she Did she say something to you like, Mwah, or like, Mommy, here it is, or something, something. Um, she she made a sound or a gesture when yeah, she... Yeah, yeah. Mwah, she did, Mwah. Yeah, there we yeah, go, Lizzie, yeah. or Mwah. 
Lizzie and I, since yeah. we've become friends and whatever, we do that all the time. I love you. And the only other one that does it to me is my friend Colleen. She's the only one that does that, whose mother died the same day as my daughter, and we ended up friends, blah, blah, blah. But I will get into that into another show, because Lizzie, you're coming back like a million times. Well, <laughs> let me tell you something. My son had my son had a special way. I mean, he used to hold my hand, and he used to always manipulate my fingers. And when yep. he was passing away and dying, when he was trying to, I was trying to let him go off to heaven. I would hold his hand, even in a coma. He would manipulate his fingers, and I go, Brian, what is that? And he goes, That's always so you know it's me. In other words, there was a special oh. way. She either yeah. held your hand or she showed you something that you would always know that it's her. It's yeah. her. Whether it's a breath, whether it's, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not, I mean, I'm not like a, a psychic. I, I'm an intuitive. I feel things. I'm not a psychic. But the thing is, I feel like she's trying to let you know in a certain kind of way that she has a special way she shows you something. There is a special yeah. way. The thing is, when you're new in your bereavement, sometimes you can't see it because you're right. so in the pain of what they're doing. Or yeah, the way they kiss you. They said a certain phrase to you. She had a certain thing she said always that was different than she said to anybody else. Yes. Now, see, that's my, I have I grieve too heavily is what my problem is. I'm trying not to, but I'm still grieving uh, way you know too heavily. Too heavily because that's normal. And the thing right. is, but you have to understand, I'm 15 years down the road. Uh, Peggy is probably 10. No, actually, uh, this year Meg's been going. Okay, we have about a minute left. Um, 12 years into the grief of uh, Mother's Day for my daughter and three for my son. There's a different understanding for the very beginning of your grief. Read okay. her book, Whispers from Heaven. Actually, you know, we've got 40 seconds left. Liz, I hate to do this. Whisper, I know. Wh- about it. Okay, tell your book's name, Liz. Whispers from Heaven. And she has a site for grieving parents. Kathy, I'm so glad you called and called back. Uh, I'm going to get Liz. Okay. You know, I have else coming on next week, but the week after, I would love to get Liz back on to go in more detail. Kathy, yeah. please call back in. We'll give you a better reading because I, I, okay. I'm feeling this daughter of yours, okay? And It's on Facebook. Okay. we got eight seconds left, guys. I love you, Liz. Thank you. Kathy, I love you. Two, two, two. Everything's going to be okay. <laughs> Em, I love you. Yeah. Melissa, thank you so much, and I'll talk to you thank all you. next Melissa. Okay, God bless. Bye. Thanks, guys. It was nice meeting you. You too. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Um, no. I had a wonderful time. Okay, what do we say? We don't say bye. What was the other thing? Toodaloo. Oh, I did that tonight. And you said toodaloo. I said, yeah, toodaloo. Good night. Good night. Doodles.